Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Good morning, everybody. Happy Feast of Corpus Christi. When I start speaking too quickly, I'll say, I'll say Corpus Crispy, which is not the same thing, is it? <laughs> so uh, this week I've been reading about camels, of all things. So I'm talking about the animals, right, not the cigarettes, just so we're clear on that. I learned something. Um, I learned that camels actually have kind of an Achilles heel, right? I mean, we all know how strong they are, their endurance, right? They're these tireless creatures that can carry these really heavy burdens across these vast stretches of desert, going weeks without water. But apparently that comes with a hidden vulnerability, right? Because camels apparently will walk miles and miles with seemingly endless endurance and give you no indication that they're about to collapse until they do. So this author writes, camels are traitorous. They walk thousands of paces and never seem to tire. Then suddenly they kneel and die. Horses tire bit by bit. You always know how much you can ask of a horse and what it is that they're about to die, but not so with camels. Interesting, huh? Father Bill was saying, so camels sound like lithium batteries. I don't know if that works, go with it. It's a Greek thing. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we can be, we humans can be a bit like camels, can't we? I mean, we can rally in the face of a crisis. I mean, think about the pandemic or illness that comes into our life, maybe the loss of someone we love, failure, disappointment, whatever it might be. We can rally and then we can rally again until one day when it's just one crisis too many and we suddenly discover there's nothing left in our tank and we collapse. If not physically, then maybe psychologically or spiritually. And we can lose ourselves in things like depression or, or drinking or maybe an affair or illness or other things that destroy us sooner or later. Obviously, that's a place we don't want to go. Well, friends, the Israelites, in our first reading, they didn't want to go there either. And by this time in their journey, they knew all about deserts and limits and the potential for collapse. So as they stand there today on the verge of the biggest, most daunting challenge of their life, the conquest of the promised land, Moses reminds them of where to look for strength, right? He reminds them of God. And in particular, he reminds them of the way God sustained them over 40 long years in this vast and terrible desert through the gift of manna. So manna, I looked up that story again, just to refresh my memory. A couple of interesting things about manna. It was daily bread, daily bread. So it provided strength just for today. So you couldn't store it in your freezer. You couldn't go to Costco and buy a month's supply. <laughs> Dang, right? You couldn't gather more than you could eat in a day because if you did, it would just rot. So manna was strength for the day meant to teach reliance on God just for today. Something else interesting about manna, it wasn't very exciting. I mean, at first it was kind of novel, but very quickly the novelty wore off and the people quickly tired of day after day after day of, I don't know, manna bread and manna soup and manna cake and manna turnovers and, I mean, you can go on and on, right? You get my point they began to actually long for the flesh pots of Egypt 
even if that meant returning to slavery. Well, maybe you can see why the early church that thought, thought that manna was a really good metaphor for the Eucharist, because, like, let's be honest, right? I mean, the Eucharist is often not very exciting. We don't have stage lighting and fog lights and the concert-like worship that some of our Christian brothers and sisters do. And yet, with those, uh, for those with eyes to see, present here on our altar, week after week, under the guise of simple bread and wine, is God himself, offering us himself, his strength, his very life to sustain us as we make our way through the deserts of our life. And really, isn't that the reason the church asks us to come here week after week? Because she knows that all the world's flesh pots, all of its shiny objects, to use Father Bill's phrase, they can't possibly sustain us long term. Right? They can carry us for a while, but sooner or later they fail us and they leave us vulnerable. Sooner or later we're going to run into a crisis that will take us down unless we've fortified our hearts with the bread of life. So like the Israelites, we too need that daily bread that comes from God if we're to have the strength to arrive one day at the promised land. So for fun, just this week, I asked a couple of friends how they find strength in the Eucharist, and their answers were actually very different, but both very interesting. So one said that over the years, as she's come to Mass faithfully, she's experienced this growing awareness of its heavenly dimension. I said, oh, that's interesting. What does that mean? And she said, well, you know, when we come to Mass, my sense is it's not just about what we're doing here. It's not just Mass at Holy Trinity. It's the same Mass that's happening all over the world, but even more so, it's the same mass that's happening in heaven. And we're part of that. So she says, so when we receive communion, it's not just communion with the Lord, which it is, and it's not just communion with our brothers and sisters here, it's communion with all of those who've gone before us, the little as well as the great. And she said, I find great strength in that, in knowing that their help is available to me, in knowing the size and the power of my spiritual family, in knowing that I am not alone. And I said, you know, you're right. That is an encouraging thought, isn't it? Second friend, <clears throat> second friend said that she's not particularly sensitive to the world of the spirit. You know, she doesn't see visions or things like that, probably like most of us. But she said there have been three times, three times in her life, where she's quite literally experienced the Lord come in and sit down right next to her. And she said all three happened during a time of crisis when she said, I came to Mass because I didn't know where else to turn. I didn't know where else to turn. Powerful testimony. So friends, there is power here in what we do week after week, in this gift of the Eucharist. There's a hidden strength, and Jesus wants that for you, for your life. So here's my encouragement for us this week. Open your hearts to receive it. So when you approach for communion this morning, Rather than just mindlessly going through the motions, right? Or don't be like me, I'm thinking about, gosh, what's for lunch? Who's playing later today, right? Pay attention, pay attention. Remember who it is that you're receiving and then invite him very specifically into the broken or lonely or hurting places in your life. So Lord, come into my job right now, which is just pure drudgery. Or come into this relationship, which I'm afraid is dying or come into this class that I'm failing, or come into my loneliness, or come into this fear, whatever it is. 
Remember that story in the gospel of the woman who had a hemorrhage for 12 years that couldn't be cured? How as Jesus made his way through these crowds, all kinds of people were brushing up against him. But it was only this one woman who dared to reach out and very intentionally touch the hem of his garment. And out of all those people, it was only she who experienced the power of Christ. And it was she, she alone, who went home healed and restored and strengthened. Well, friends, Jesus wants that for you, too. So at communion time, don't just brush by him. Invite him in. Dare to touch him in the same way as that woman did. Jesus wants to be your strength. He wants to enter and redeem all the broken, hurting places in your life before it's too late. So this morning, today, don't be a camel. Tell the Lord what you need. Don't just consume a host. Receive. Receive the strength and the power and the healing of the Lord. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.